It's not all bad news on World Water Day 2015. That and other stories for the week ending March 22nd. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. We start off this week noting World Water Day and mentioning a dire United Nations report called Water for a Sustainable World. The report concludes that the Earth will have only 60% of the water it needs if we continue on our current trajectory. The report states that about 750 million people are still without access to drinking water, and those most affected are the poor and women. The UN said that a relatively small investment in sanitation services would result in substantial economic gains. The largest demand for water will come from manufacturing, which will increase its needs by a whopping 400% in the years from 2000 to 2050. The UN is also calling on the agricultural sector to greatly increase its water efficiency. The UN report was released in New Delhi, India, a country where some aquifers are being depleted at the world's fastest rates, and the shortfall between supply and demand for water has been forecast at 50% or even higher. But there's also good news from India. Last week it was announced that the winner of the award known as the Nobel Prize for Water is an Indian who has brought water to no less than a thousand villages. The annual award is made by the Stockholm International Water Institute, and this year's winner, Rajenda Singh, is known for helping to build traditional earthen dams, or johads. The dams hold back the flow of water in the wet season and allow it to seep into the ground for future use. These traditional methods fell out of use during the British colonial rule. Due to Mr. Singh's work, the Stockholm Institute noted that water is flowing again in several rivers of Rajasthan, and the forest cover has increased, leading to the return of antelope and leopards. Some women in Kenya are constructing water storage systems of their own to deal with shortages. They are using a form of reservoirs that are called pans. A water pan is about 20 yards across and is constructed by digging a dam and lining it. Water from heavy rain runoffs is stored and can provide up to four months' needs until the next rainy season. The stored water is then used to grow tomatoes, watermelons, sugarcane, and other crops for sale. And with the earned money, women are providing for their families. As long as it rains, then the pans can work to store water. However, there have been accounts of pans not filling due to lack of precipitation. Still, with adequate rainfall, the pans can relieve Kenyan women from having to wake up as early as 4 a.m. to trek along difficult terrain to collect water in pots, pails, and cans. And more good news. In one of the most exciting developments for oceans in some time, last week the United Kingdom announced the establishment of the world's largest marine protected area. The new Pitcairn Islands Reserve in the South Pacific will protect more than 300,000 square miles of open ocean. Pitcairn, if the name sounds familiar, is home to the descendants of the HMS Bounty mutineers who sought refuge on the island to hide from the Royal Navy. Just as Pitcairn was a safe haven for sailors, it's now to be a sanctuary for marine life. The islands are some of the most remote on Earth and therefore have near-pristine ecosystems. The waters contain coral reefs with abundant sharks and large fishes, submerged mountains and deep-sea habitats that might contain species not yet known by science. 
speaking of species not yet known to science, finally this week, meet Pacolcia gridoi, a newly named species of suckermouth armored catfish. And if its name calls to mind a galaxy far, far away, you're on the right track. The fish was named for Greedo, the bounty hunter killed by Han Solo in Star Wars A New Hope. For Jonathan Armbruster and his colleagues at Auburn University, the resemblance between the previously unknown catfish with its dark eyes, sucker mouth, and facial bristles, and the cute Greedo was unmistakable. This name is not the first for a Star Wars character, however. In 2012, a reddish-purple worm was found in the Atlantic Ocean that had large floppy lips on either side of its head. Its full scientific name? Yoda purpurata. For Yoda, of course. Although taxonomists seem to have fun naming their species, they'll tell you that describing living organisms, everything from bacteria to whales, is essential for studying biodiversity, protecting species, tracking infectious disease, and understanding the history of life on our planet. May the Force be with them. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.